The Ostomy Nurse Project. Hi everybody and welcome to this very first launch episode of the Ostomy Nurse Project. As mentioned, I'm your host Felicity and in this upcoming series of podcasts I'm going to be covering everything that has to do with living with a stoma or an ostomy depending on where you're listening from. These episodes are tailored for a few different groups of people so hopefully everybody will get some benefit from them and I'm going to be explaining things in really simple terms much as I do when I see patients in a hospital. So speaking of which, I am a fully qualified stomal therapy nurse. I work out of two different hospitals in Victoria, one in a regional area of Western Victoria and another one closer to metropolitan Melbourne. So I get a good variety of uh, different patients that come through my office and I basically love my job. Uh, You'll be hard pressed to find a stomal therapy nurse who doesn't love their job. And in this first episode, I'm also going to be covering one of the most common questions that I get asked, and it's actually nothing to do with the patient and what they're having done. The question that I constantly get asked by pretty much every single patient, yet every single patient I think has asked me at least once when I've seen them, is why on earth would you want to get into a job like this? Because let's face it, people have a really negative perception about poos and wheeze, And this happens to be my forte, and this is where I found my niche. So a little bit of background on how I came to be the Ostomy Nurse Project. I was a, not middle-aged, I was a young woman. I had done some previous studies, and I'd done a little bit of travel in my time, in my early 20s. And I wasn't quite ready to jump into university, but suddenly, like a bolt of lightning, it hit me one day. I really should have become a nurse. So I went off and did my, uh, over here in Australia, I did my Bachelor of Nursing degree, which means that I become a registered nurse. And during that time, I was convinced that I was going to be an emergency nurse because that was where all the terribly exciting things happened. And if I was going to see anything amazing in my career, uh, it had to be an emergency. And I was always that kid growing up who watched all those medical programs. I don't know about anybody else who's listening from overseas, but we religiously had um, medical programs from all the different hospitals around Melbourne. We had programs like RPA and medical emergency. And more recently, we've got programs like ambulance and ambulance Australia, paramedics, all that exciting stuff. So that's really what spurred me on to want to become a nurse. Um, because I always used to watch those programs where people were playing with disgusting wounds and all things juicy and people's guts were amazing to me. So here I am, the height of my um, early adult years, deciding to do my nursing degree. And when I got to the end of my nursing degree, I had done a placement in an emergency department, which I loved. I still to this day love emergency nursing. I have family that do emergency nursing, shout out to them. Um, But in my graduate year, in one of my rotations, it was my acute surgical placement, I got placed on a colorectal and gastrointestinal ward. And my world changed from that day. As a graduate nurse, I saw more in that six months on a colorectal ward than I think I ever would have seen in my lifetime as an emergency nurse. And I worked with some amazing stomal therapy nurses who really inspired me. And I watched the job that they did and I thought, 
my gosh, it combines my two loves all into the one career. Nursing, blood and guts, and basically arts and crafts. I love arts and crafts. Um, Cutting and sticking is one of the parts of our job, and I thought, that's really beautiful. Um, But obviously coming later on into it when I got more into the career and realised that the umbrella of stomal therapy nursing is actually so much more than the arts and crafts perception that people have of what we do. And it really inspired me to want to progress and grow in that role. And it's almost brought it up to why I've decided to do a podcast today because stomal therapy nursing and, and even stoma surgery itself is not a talked about area. It's very taboo still. There's there's a stigma attached to people that have operations to do with their bowels and their bladders and all these unmentionable things that we don't talk about. So I've really gotten into that and I really hope that in doing these podcasts, people with stomas or people who are curious about these types of surgeries are going to get some real benefit from it, as I get a benefit from bringing it to you, because I could talk my own ear off when it comes to poos and wheeze and stomas and wounds. So on that note, stomal therapy nursing, as I said before, really isn't just about um, dealing with stomas and bags. There are multiple umbrellas that um, cover stomal therapy as a profession. Some stomal therapy nurses purely work with stomas and stomas alone. So some nurses... Uh, perhaps either in the community or in some hospitals, will just deal with stomas and patients who are having stoma surgery. Other nurses in different hospitals and different settings might do a little bit of stomal therapy and wound therapy. They may be wound care consultants. The two roles may also be separate. You might have stoma nurses and wound care nurses. I actually practice as both, depending on which hospital I'm in. So I do quite a bit of wound care as well as stomal therapy in one hospital, Whereas at the other one, it's probably more tailored to a bit more stomal therapy and just the really complex abdominal wounds that we deal with. But stomal therapy can encompass all things too. Stomal therapy can be combined with some continence management or sometimes urology management. Stomal therapy and breast care also go hand in hand. And so some people choose to follow that branch um, and work under those two banners as well. It's very broad um, depending on the setting and obviously the country that you work in too. So it's really interesting to know that we're not just nurse consultants or stoma nurses that work with bags every day. We do a lot of different things. Um, And the profession has really grown since the 1950s and 60s, which I'm going to be talking to you about in in future episodes about how stomal therapy nursing really came about. So as I'd mentioned before, this podcast is really aimed at many, many different groups of people um, from all walks of life. And I'm hoping that everybody will get something interesting out of these podcasts. Um, You might be a person who is about to undergo stoma surgery and you might be overwhelmed. You might be lacking the information that you're looking for and you might, heaven forbid, you might be jumping on Google to Google all about stomas. I don't advise Googling about stomas because you will come up with some interesting, interesting information and content if you just simply Google it. Um, And that's probably the benefit of me doing these podcasts too, is that the information that you get comes straight from the mouth of a stomal therapy nurse. So I kind of know a little bit about what we're talking about. But the type of information that I'm giving you is probably the same information that you would get if you were to see a stomal therapy nurse prior to having your operation done, if you're a person who's about to undergo this surgery, or if you're curious about even considering having this surgery done. 
You might be a person who's already had this operation done. You might have a stoma yourself. And you might simply be curious about the history of stomas and the types of bags that are out there and products and accessories. You might just be generally curious as to uh, some tips and tricks on how to care for it yourself if you've had it for some time. Uh, Particularly if you've been having some problems, I'd like to think that you would have spoken to a stoma therapy nurse by now, but if that's not you or you haven't had access to one, hopefully you'll gain something from these podcasts too. You might be a healthcare worker, you may be somebody working out in the community dealing with patients at home who have stomas and you want more information on how to care for that person. Or you might be a healthcare worker specifically like I was, working in a hospital, and you might be dealing with those types of patients on the ward that you're in or the department that you happen to work in. And so this podcast can be very helpful because we're going to be talking about all the different types of stomas, how they are formed surgically, what to expect after these operations, um, particularly from a nursing point of view, what we look for when stomas are new, as well as some troubleshooting ideas for some problems that you may come across if you're dealing with a patient who might have some issues with their stoma. Uh, And as I'm probably going to be mentioning in many of my future podcasts is almost a bit of a disclaimer. If you've stumbled across this podcast and you are not sure what you've come across at all, this is a podcast all about stomas or someone having an ostomy or an opening in their body that they either poop or wee from. Um, So if you want to, you're more than welcome to stay tuned. You might learn something And it might become a cool party trick. It may even come in handy for some general knowledge trivia one day. So please don't go. You're welcome to listen. Everybody's welcome. That's the beauty of podcasting. Anybody can tune in. You might just learn something. On that note, a shout out to our Ostomy product suppliers and companies. There is about, goodness, eight to ten different um, Ostomy product distributors just here alone in Australia. So I hope you guys eventually tune into this too because I think it would be great if you guys played it through your radio system or your sound system in your offices. I think you guys are great and you can learn something too. You all come in to see us as representatives. And so once uh, these podcasts move along a little bit and I've covered off all the basics that relate to patients, much later down the track you'll probably also find that we're going to be doing some interviews with representatives from each of the product companies and talk a little bit about the history of each company, give each company a chance to um, talk about the types of products and the highlights of the things that they produce. But we're going to cover every single one of those, so keep that in mind. Um, So I reckon this will benefit you guys too. Make sure you you jump on the Ostomy Nurse Project. Some of you might even already know me. You might have sat down and spoken to me face to face. So welcome. Please tune in. Now the structure to these episodes, you're going to find that there will be standalone episodes um, that talk about something that's isolated, content that I can probably just consolidate into one singular episode relating to one particular area of stomal therapy. Other episodes, there'll be um, several episodes in a series related to different types of things. So for instance, we're going to have a three-part series coming up on the different types of stomas that we see, or the three of the main ones. Uh, We're also going to be having series of episodes on the history of stomas and stomal therapy products and stomal therapy nursing. They'll also be clustered together in a series of episodes because they all kind of relate to each other. We're even going to have some um, quick change episodes, which are shorter episodes where the content in those can pretty much be covered in the space of about five to ten minutes. And I don't need to bore you and chew your ears off by filling it with random content. 
that you guys don't really want to listen to. So they're just short, sweet little episodes that you might want to tune into if you've got a spare few minutes. Maybe if you're in the bathroom somewhere. Maybe if you're just curious or you find the title and that's interesting to you, you can just click onto that and get the information that you want within a couple of minutes. So that's just the general layout of these episodes that are coming to you. And finally, this is not necessarily related to the podcasts, but we also have an Oztomy Nurse YouTube channel under the same name, which is O-Z-T-O-M-Y, the Oztomy Nurse Project. And those YouTube videos are going to be highlighting a few different techniques and things that you can try at home um, for people who aren't sure of certain aspects of their stoma care. Additionally, there will be helpful hints on how to navigate some of the websites that are available to people with a stoma or families of people with a stoma um, from a lot of different companies as well as the Department of Health website. I'm going to be navigating through those with you and showing you how to make the most of those particular websites because they're actually very helpful. Now, if you are interested in listening to more of these podcasts, feel free to subscribe to our Spotify podcast channel labeled the Oz Nurse Project, where you can listen to a new track every week that will be coming to you over the next year or so. Um, you can pick and choose what you want to listen to, but it's very helpful and it helps very much with the type of content that I provide to you if you guys subscribe so that I know what you guys are listening to and what to build more on. Okay, guys, well, that's about it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please tune in next time for our follow-on podcasts. And if I don't catch you next time, make sure you tune in to the Oztomy Nurse Project, O-Z-T-O-M-Y, because we're coming to you from down under, and that's where your stoma is. Take care. Bye.